My name is Paul Riley, also known as Political Paul, and this is The Riley Rant, a weekly podcast where we discuss all things political, professional, and personal. Let's rant. Thank you for tuning in to the sixth official episode of The Riley Rand. If you haven't done so already, please check out last week's episode where we discussed 2020 career vision. This week, I have the honor and the privilege of having another guest on the show. If you may remember, our first guest, Khalid Love, was on our rant about two episodes ago. Um, but I'm happy today to introduce Chelsea Taylor. We attended Princeton together as well. She is one of the realest people I know, and so when I wanted to talk about relationships and dating, I knew I had to go to her because she is the (laughs) source of truth. How are you, Chelsea? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm glad you think that I'm real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I just want to give a little more background about Chelsea. She hails from Los Angeles, but she's currently in New York, Um, and so she's doing some amazing things right now. And how would you describe it? Media advertising? Yeah, what would you describe I would as? say I work at a media advertising consulting firm. Kind of touches all industries, but yeah, it's it's really exciting, um, and I'm happy to be on the show to finally kind of get my opinions out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the Riley rant, and you know from watching the show that we discuss all things political, professional, and personal. And so, before we dive into the rant, maybe give us an update on your professional or personal life. What you've been up to mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. So like I said, I work at a boutique uh, media marketing consulting firm. Um, My career is pretty much my life right now. So that is my (laughs) professional and personal update. Um, But work has been good. It's been extremely busy. We've been um, just doing a lot of stuff. And obviously, in light of the whole political climate, I've also been really busy trying to make sure I know the facts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it's been Fight good. the fake news and the alternative facts. Yikes, <laughs> definitely. And so I guess to get this episode started, I want to break it up into three digestible chunks. And mm-hmm. so when you think about relationships and dating, I think it's important to first look inward, sort of at yourself, um, then to look outward, and then from there determine how you look forward. So I think that'll be a nice way to, to divide this episode up into Looking inward, looking outward, and then looking forward. Yeah. And so to get us started, I don't know if you've heard about this Hurt Bay situation, hashtag Hurt Bay. <laughs> it's sort of taken over Twitter. I know you just set up your Twitter today. Yeah, I just today, set up so Twitter you're officially, right now. <laughs> officially <laughs> but it was connected. A, yeah, we have to, I have to follow you now. <laughs> but it was basically a situation on Twitter where these two exes came together um, in a face-to-face sort of interaction. And she's basically asking questions like, why did you cheat on me how many times did you cheat and the mm-hmm. guy's responding like i don't i don't know that's um, crazy more mature and so this is actually it's been taken over it's probably still not necessarily trending but if you search for hashtag hurt bay you can probably find it but i thought that was a relevant thing there was a recent hashtag on why i'm single mm-hmm. where people are talking about why they're struggling to go on dates one funny one i think it was on jimmy fallon he was doing like the top 10 yeah but one of the funniest ones was a, a, i think a woman had a date over and she was like, I'm single because when he sat down in the couch next to me, I was like whispering under my breath, that's the cat spot. So it's little <laughs> dumb things like that where people are all struggling. 
Um, so you have Hurt Bay, you have Hashtag Why I'm Single, you also have Valentine's Day just passing. And so I thought this would be a great way to focus on a personal rant, focusing on yeah. tough love and what that means for us single people out here today. And so starting with looking inward, I don't know if you've heard about the article that recently came out in the New York Times. It was actually last year mm-hmm. um, entitled Why You Were Married the Wrong Person. And although we're not going to dive into marriage in this episode, that may be too heavy, too deep. <laughs> I, I still thought that we could take some nuggets from that episode. And one of the key takeaways when you talk about that first segment of looking inward was a, mm-hmm. a quote that I'm going to paraphrase where they talk about when we're in relationships and people start to reveal some of our flaws, some of our natural instincts are to sort of blame them, call them crazy or mm-hmm. sort of end the relationship. And so they say we never really get that feedback when we're in relationships. Then when you think about your friends, they really don't have a vested interest in enlightening you on sort of what problems or flaws you have because that's not in their maybe their best interest because they're not necessarily dating you yeah. they're not living with you and so they never had those conversations and so the argument was arguing that this sort of leads you to a predicament where you think oh i am a great person or i have no problems like everything that's wrong is with the other person and we both know that that's not always true, true. so yeah. i think the first way to start this out is looking inward to say why do you think that you're single and maybe what have your friends told you about why they think they're single in 2017 yeah, well, I mean, this is a, a big question we're starting out with. <laughs> but no, I think it's a good one. And I think when we're thinking about dating and relationships, if you don't look inward, it's like, what's the point? Like, you're not going to ever be successful. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to be able to speak for myself. But I feel like in New York in particular, it's hard to date. So, like, at least all of my single friends and my girlfriends that live in New York, majority are single. The ones that aren't, we're dating people from college. Um, mm-hmm. And... I mean, I think one of the reasons for me particularly is, like, I am really busy. Like, I mentioned, like, I work a lot. Like, my job is my personal. So, <laughs> yeah. my my job takes over a lot of things. So, like, while I, I've gotten that I can seem almost, like, not disinterested, but, like, it takes a lot to get to know me because, one, I'm super busy. And, like, the only way you can get to know someone is spending time with them. And, like... Yeah. it's really hard for me to set aside time to get to know people and really meet them um so i know that's hard i also just am someone i think like most people like it takes a little bit of time to get to know me and like for me to open up to people and like wow that's all great in friendships it works a lot like when you're dating someone they kind of want to know who you are (laughs) so um it's it's been a challenge but i can't say that it's always like it's a mix of the two because I'm also actively choosing to be single right now. So yeah. I think if if I change my mindset as well, I could probably end up in a relationship. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think the work thing is a big deal. I think that I totally agree with people sort of getting together in college and that sort of being the breeding ground, at least mm-hmm. in my with respect to people that I've known, where that sort of felt like flows over into the real world and you're sort of dating for a while, living together, and then you sort of see the engagement, sort of pictures on your timeline, the life event changes <laughs> on Facebook and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's definitely a big one. I think something that I've realized since graduating from college is that you go from having like every day free to if mm-hmm. you want to build a relationship or a connection with someone, it's going to take much longer. So if you see someone twice a month, that's actually like a, a lot compared to when you think about sort of working and that's probably two weekends out of the month. So I think that that too is a big thing. But for me, I think it's, it comes down to in a weird way, being independent to a fault. And I think that that sort of makes me appear selfish at times. Mm. So it's like when I'm trying to focus on this goal or this 
career aspiration. I think that I it can be viewed as selfish or that I'm not committing enough time to the relationship. So I think that's one yeah, area yeah. which I definitely can can improve. But one thing for me too, I don't know if you've had this experience. I think I'm always observing and surveying the land and trying to find reasons to eliminate. <laughs> and that may be like a, the worst way Savage. to go about it, but no, not not even like in like a, a, a superficial way, but it's more of like a oh like they said that or it's just like yeah, I try yeah. to find ways. I think I don't know if it's a defense mechanism, but you try to find Yeah, ways no. To... I think that makes sense. I think you have to be discerning, right? It's like <laughs> you could date anybody in theory, but like why do yeah. that cuz then the relationship won't be good. Um, but no, that's real. I feel like I'm the same way. I feel like I have definitely some like list not lists, but like I definitely have some things that I I look out for and if I see them, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get past it. Um but, what are some of those things? If, I'm trying to think of something on the top of my head, but what, what, for you, what would... Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in... Like, I think I need someone who's, like, ambitious, who has a plan, like, who want, Like, you don't... Like, we're young. We're all building our careers. So, like, I have no clue what I'm going to do, like, tomorrow. But, like, yeah. I definitely know that I have a plan for my life, and those are things that are important to me. I also, like... I'm... I like to go out. I like to have fun. So like I couldn't date someone who's like super quiet. Like there's like small things that you just know are deal breakers. Right. Yeah. And then how would you, how do you meet those people? That's- yeah. I mean, so that's the whole thing about New York and I'm sure it's similar in San Francisco. It's just like, everyone's working. Everyone's on the move. Like, so it's hard to meet people. Like the, I feel like in New York in particular, like the only way most of my friends who are not dating someone from college met is on an app. And like right now I'm not on an app. So therefore I'm going to be single. So it's like you cut <laughs> off all the funnel of opportunity basically. Exactly. And it's like a lot of people also meet people at work, but like my job, for example, is super small. Like there's only a hundred employees in the whole nation. So my, yeah. I mean, my pool is pretty small. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't know. I think there's, Perhaps I'm crazy, but I have like a dream of it, like meeting someone spontaneously. Like, I don't want it to be so tailored and like, I went on this site looking for you. Like, I think there's something fun about like, maybe I'll meet someone at a museum. Maybe I'll meet them at a restaurant. Like, you never know. Maybe your shop, your shopping carts will collide. Yeah. They'll pick up your, <laughs> your chips or See, something. this is why I'm single because I think I'm in a romantic comedy. <laughs> no, but, but that's like, also Yeah, real. I think it's fun. And I mean, I've definitely met people everywhere. Like, I've dated a guy that I met at a restaurant. I've dated a guy that I met at a bar. Like, I've met a guy, like, through friends. Like, I've dated people like it's there's always different ways to meet people but it's interesting because i find that most of my friends in long-term relationships met either through like college or an app like i don't know anyone who's still dating somebody that like they just like met at a bar and what gets kind of crazy too is that there are articles i don't know if you've seen any of the articles but talk about how many people have likely met their soulmate like, yeah, by the yeah. time they're like 21. So I'm like, what in the world? Isn't that crazy to think? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fascinating. But it like makes sense to me though, right? Like a lot of my friends, at least my coworkers who are older than me, like a lot of their friends end up marrying people in co- from college, but like they didn't see each other for 10 years. Also, we go yeah. to Princeton, so we know like, isn't it something crazy? Like 40 or went there. Yeah, like, 40%. Yeah, 40% of Princetonians marry each other. So... So, yeah, so that that actually makes sense when you think about it from that perspective. But that I think that's the most important part, looking at the, the N-word. Like, so trying to figure out what it is. And I think we determined that it can be sort of a, an extreme focus on the work. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying, actively choosing to be single. But also this idea of trying to have that discernment to say, oh, is this person, 
are they going to be one to be outgoing so I can go out them? Or do they agree about these things? Or what are their thoughts on these things? So I think that that's important to do in the exercises first, looking inward to say, what is it about me? What am I doing mm-hmm. that may play a part? It, it can't always be the other person's crazy, the other person's insane, oh, yeah. they're unreasonable. I mean, it's everyone's so crazy, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I just a matter of determining to... how much crazy you can afford. Exactly. Like, well, who's crazy are you willing to put up with? <laughs> and like, that's yeah. the bigger question. And that, so that I think that's important, the looking inward. But then the second segment we we're talking about sort of looking outward. Mm-hmm. And so last week in the 2020 Career Vision and other previous episodes, I talked about how women at times in the professional landscape, when they're assertive and confident, that's often seen as bossy and bratty. And I talked about how they can follow women to the mm-hmm. boardroom, you know, having negative impacts. But I know I've heard stories, I don't know about you, but also stories of women seeing that translate into their personal lives. Too, yeah, yeah. Sometimes men are intimidated by their sort of ambition or their sort of certain career status or level. Um, and so I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. Sort of have you experienced that or what do you think about the outward? So we talked about what affects us inward and the inward, like our, our doing, our causing us to be single, sort of our maybe pickiness. But what about the outside? What's affecting the external yeah. um, reasons for that? I mean, so like I said, I don't know. I've No one's ever said that to me directly. Like, I'm too assertive or, like, I'm, like, uh, they were intimidated or anything. But I definitely – it has to be real, right? Because it's, like, mm, yeah. if it's happening in the boardroom, it's happening at work, like, that's life. So it's definitely going to be taken into, like, your personal life. Um, I think it's intriguing, though, because I was, like – I was talking to my friends about this. And it's, like, the biggest – like the most stressful time of any relationship at the beginning is like at the beginning when like you don't know if they like you and you're like trying to text <laughs> them and like you don't know what to do and like it's so funny the amount of like sh- like planning sessions I've had over text messages and I feel like it's hilarious because like the early communication and texting is like when you kind of establish like kind of not establish your role in the relationship but like that's like the early phase like no one wants to come off too aggressive right so yeah. it's like the whole like the science of texting and communicating so it's like <laughs> i want to sound i want to sound fun and flirty and silly but i also <laughs> don't want to sound like i'm gonna let them walk all over me so it's like yeah i find that in dating a lot of times like guys will be like oh she's intimidating or she's doing too much like if the person if i don't at least i know girls like reach out if a girl texts first, like, what does that mean? Like, a lot of people put a lot of, like, um, emphasis on that. And, like, is she being too aggressive? Is she being too assertive? And it's just it's just funny because I feel like that's, like, the main time that I hear my girlfriends talk about it. They're like, oh, I think I did too much. I shouldn't have texted him. Now he thinks I'm too aggressive. And I'm like, does that really matter? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like, if you wanted to text yeah. the person, you should have been able to. But <laughs> sadly sometimes clearly it, it plays a role and i wonder too with the apps i think even it seems like even when you have an app and and when there is a match it can also be awkward to start those conversations mm-hmm. so even when there is expressed interest or i mean i guess you don't know the level because they're just swiping left or right but even when you get that match there's some level of interest it's like how do you have those conversations without being too in your head about it yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's so funny because I always wonder, I'm like, how did my parents date? Like, you had to, like, <laughs> be able to talk on the phone, like, and be funny and, like, not plan it and, like, <laughs> couldn't send articles and links. Like, there's no gift. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's wild. That's so true. Like, how did they, 
Well, I guess, too, maybe, I don't know what, about your parents, but I think maybe it was also that familiarity. So growing up in the same neighborhood. That's true. It's sort of like a smaller pool. And that brings me to sort of, I think, one of my stories on the outward um, external factors. I think it's just the nature of the pool that you're in. Mm-hmm. So that funnel at the level. So if you think, okay, friends, and then those friends may turn into people that you're interested in, which could potentially turn into a relationship. I think what's so interesting, just going to private school, going to Princeton, living in SF, working in tech, mm-hmm. it's often like that, that funnel is often homogenous that, you know, you meet some amazing people, but it's also hard to find people who can understand every aspect of your life or yeah. cultural references or music taste. or I mean, dumb things like that that, yeah, but I those think are that, so that real, play right? a part, but that you don't really think about mm-hmm. with the external. No, that's so true. It's like the pool that you're pulling from. Um, and like, I mean, it sounds like the same for you that it was for me. Like I, I went to predominantly white schools most of the time. Like I was the only black girl or like student at all. And that's not like, Mm -hmm. I will, I would date anyone, but like typically we know factually that most people date people in their race. So it's also like, I didn't really have a pool to pull from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just me. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. No, it definitely is. Oh, no, no, that's just, that's so true. And it's funny, because when you talk about, like, the pool, right? It's like, I want to date someone who's, like, likely similar to me, who has, like, a similar upbringing. But then I'm like, is that limiting it? Like, (laughs) am I being too picky? (laughs) Should I be looking at people outside of my pool? I mean, I've tried it a few times, and it didn't work well, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, at least you're trying. I think that's the first hurdle. I think a part of it is just overcoming the laziness of, like, okay, let me leverage the weekends to like go out and put myself out there and i think that's one of the the most annoying parts because it's like out of your control Uh you have to put yourself out there you have to invest time in something and i think that for me that's the biggest issue it's like when you invest time in something you want to have a clear understanding of what the return is going to be you want to know the roi (laughs) yeah because i mean when you're working it's like okay if i work hard this deliver will be met or if i do this and i think in relationships it's just so different because yeah. like I could invest and then it could be like, oh, this is falling apart. But I've invested X amount of time, energy, money or whatever. <laughs> this. That's, maybe that's the I think that's the wrong way to think about it. I was going to say, that, I don't think you're ever going to be happy if you I think know. about it like that. <laughs> if I think about it from that perspective. But it's so I think it's so interesting because it's it's like you go from this framework of I'm going to work as hard as I can mm-hmm. and working hard will get me certain benefits whether it's a promotion or op- or a grade or, or something like that and, and the dating world is much more complicated than that you know you're in the weeds about should i text back or is it too soon it's like everything's thrown off course that no that's real i, think me, I didn't that's think about external. that no it's true it's like you have no control over this so it's like if you're going to go into it hoping that you're going to get some immediate gain it's like likely not possible um but that's almost the fun part too, right? If it was all planned, it would be so boring. Like I yeah. like the like excitement of not knowing and like figuring it out and like I it, it's it's interesting, but I agree. It it's a risk. I'm like, am I really gonna get dressed this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think so we talked about the inward, we talked about the outward. So looking forward, I think, with an understanding of these things, where do you think we go from here in the article that I referred to earlier, Why You'll Marry the Wrong Person, one of the things they, they try to caution people around is they say, like, we make mistakes 
often because we're so lonely. And so Mm -hmm. to us, we would risk not being lonely um, versus having to, or uh, can you, you, I've been struggling with this quote. Yeah. You're basically trying to say that we would rather risk being with someone that may not make us happy because they saved us from From being single, right? Being single. And so you're, you're stuck in a relationship because it's better than being single, which is a mistake that I think many people can fall into. Yeah. I also, what I think is interesting about that is like, it's even more nuanced than that to me. Cause it's like, they may very, like you may very well be happy in your relationship, even though you got into it just to stay like, you know, get away from loneliness. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it's almost, again, we're talking about this like risk and like, if you date, if you go out, are you really going to meet that person? The same thing with making commitment to anyone. It's like, do I really know that like they're the right person? Is this like the like the prime happiness that I can have? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's interesting because it's like at a certain point, you just have to let that go. Like you can't have this like you're never going to know for sure. So you just have to know on faith and kind of just jump in. So yeah, I think it is fascinating. But like similar to that, there are some things that you got to know about someone before you are really in a relationship. And so um, I think I said this to you before, but there's the, that New York times article about the 36 questions you have to ask someone to fall in love. And it's basically, it was super popular last year and there's a bunch of op-ed pieces about it. Um, but basically it's, there's a 36 question guide that you're basically supposed to go through with a person that you're dating. And these questions range from like fairly silly questions. Like, do you want to be famous to like, really like really deep questions about like what's a terrible memory that you have with one of your family members and why did it hurt you so it like (laughs) it really shows like the extent to which you get need to know somebody and I think that like dating like anything in life it's kind of just like a gamble it's like you work hard you hope for the best and if it works out it's like this wonderful thing but simultaneously Mm. i definitely think like the the work or prep you can do in a relationship has a lot to do with getting to know like really trying to get to know the person so there's no surprises (laughs) no i totally agree and i think that actually jumps off of the first point we make so when you're getting into the relationship making sure that you're not just trying to get over this unbearable potential feeling of loneliness. And my fear is that if you are trying to get away from that, that unbearable nature of loneliness, that you'll avoid asking these questions because you have that person and that comfort that you don't want to risk messing it up or risk realizing something that's not aligned to what you want. So I think that's so important. It's like not being afraid of being alone, but then also asking those important questions. And of course, this shouldn't come out on the first date. I don't, I mean, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, it? that's the crazy thing about this article is when you like, everyone should read it after. If you have it already, it's like this person, this girl and this guy did it on their first date. Like they read these 36 questions, like they did the challenge together. And it basically, the whole thing is they're like, I don't know. There's like that whole debate about like relationships and love and like whether it's really about like, an intense connection or whether it's simply two people that are just compatible in terms of personality and whether that like which one leads to longer relationships. But basically Mm -hmm. these people were saying like they felt so close to each other after just answering these 36 questions, which like I know myself and I would be like, no way would I tell you any of this. But (laughs) like, I wonder though, like I wouldn't do it, but I think it's something interesting. Um, It's an interesting thought for sure. That's definitely true. And I think when you, I don't know, I think, so then how do the dating apps fall into that? 
So yeah. the, should you start teasing out these <laughs> enemies questions to those apps? I think it's so interesting. Like, so for you, this is a question I have about this. For you, if you're on a dating app or you're connecting with someone, would you be freaked out if they said something like, "Oh, I suck at texting." Can we just grab drinks next week or sort of how, what's the protocol around that? No. With the, like with these questions and stuff like that. See, so the thing for me, at least like what I'm looking for, the relationships that I feel like I've been most successful in are with people who just communicate openly. But like, yes, that's super simple thing to say, but communication is a problem for everyone. So like, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think people who are like, oh, obviously if someone tells me something that's really bad, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like on a first date that they struggle with something that for me is a deal breaker. No, but texting, that's like, that's nothing. Like, that's cool. Let's not text then. <laughs> like, we'll, t- <laughs> yeah. we'll talk on the phone. If you don't want to talk, we'll eat. Like, there's so many ways to get in touch with people. Um, so I think that that's fine. But for dating apps, I wonder. Because I feel like the dating apps are all like a game at the beginning. And yeah, it's like. It's basically, build up volume to say. <laughs> not, it sounds bad to say it that way, but. Oh it's no! It's so I guess true. Just building up that volume. That's how like a lot of my friends are. They swipe on—is it right or left? This is how you know I don't date enough. <laughs> <laughs> but they swipe whichever way is right, <laughs> and they just try to get the biggest pool of people and see who matches them. And then from there, they're like, then they choose. So it's like for so some people, like a swipe means nothing. It's just like, oh, I swipe everybody. And, like, then I'll look at the people that I could be interested in. Which, again, maybe that's the perspective we should take into the real world. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's so true. Just, like, try to go on as many dates and then from the... After the date, make the decision rather than, like, judge someone before you even met them. But there's, like, you have to be attractive and... (laughs) Yeah, all these different hoops and... There's... To jump through. There's definitely some hoops, but... I don't know. I'm trying to think about personal experience or, like, any cra- – but, like, I feel like every guy that I've dated recently, at least, like, we met in a random way and, like, they had flaws and we expressed them and ultimately just didn't work. But yeah. you just have to be honest about it. And so we talked about – so we talked about the not the fear of the unbearability of loneliness. Mm-hmm which can cause you to jump into that. We talked about asking important questions, but I would love to hear your thoughts on beyond the dating apps and things of that sort. Do you like follow the personality test or the horoscopes or combat compatibility tests? How does that factor into the love and, and <laughs> trying to find people and connect? Yeah, no, that's super interesting. So I, this is embarrassing to admit, but I love horoscopes and I think they're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who doesn't follow Susan Miller, she's amazing. Um, but anyway, who is Susan Miller? She's just, oh she's my some... god, she's like this woman who writes the most intense horoscopes. You got to read it just for like, even if you don't believe it, just to laugh. No, like no joke. They're like six pages per person. Like every month, it's like a six page thing, and it like tells you literally like on a specific day of the week something will happen to you. Like she'll be like on Tuesday, February like twenty first, you're gonna do this. Like it's really oh, wow. weird. And so, Susan and, is serious. No, no, Susan does not play around. <laughs> I mean, people really love her. Um, but anyway, I do not use all that to say. I still don't use. I would never use scope to guide my love life. Like, I I do believe though in like personality ties, and that's interesting. You know, like the mm-hmm. Myers Briggs stuff, and like 
figuring out like how you like, you know, like address problems or like how you confront issues is really important. But again, I don't know if I believe in governing like your relationships off that. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, you're supposed to in a relationship grow together and be partners and work things out. So it's like, am I going to say that you're always like, like an INT, whatever, <laughs> like ITJS yeah. or whatever they call it. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't possibly say that with confidence. So I kind of take it. I think it's a fun thing. I find it almost like when you're, if you meet someone and you're like, Oh, I wonder what their sign is or something like that's like a fun, yeah. cute thing, but never to like really know. To sift through people. Yeah. Well, I think, th- I think that was, so we looked at the inward, we looked at the outward looking forward. So I think to w- the way to end the, the episode is to think about with all this knowledge that we discussed and that we've taken away from it, what are you going to try to do maybe uh, in the man. next couple of months <laughs> or, and it, it, it could be anything. I'm going to try to do X, Y, Z more. I'm going to take a break from that. I mean, whatever, what do you think you're going to yeah. do? And then what advice would you have for people? For people? Listening? I mean, well, I'm going to start with, I am no relationship expert. So anything I say, like, it's just from my own personal experience, what me and my friends have heard. But um, I'm definitely going to try, given that New York is all about dating apps, perhaps I'll try an app. And if not, I'm just going to well, make... Well, you did, you did Twitter today. I, I You're mean, on Twitter now, so you take the next step. <laughs> <laughs> make the big jump. Um, yeah, I'm going to try maybe doing that. And just in general, going out more, just meeting new people. Like, I don't know, one of my resolutions in this year in general was just like do more cultural stuff. So like go to more museums, like go see documentaries, like go to out art galleries, like just do like really fun, interesting stuff. And I feel like no matter what, if you're doing stuff, you're having fun doing, like you're going to meet cool people. And like, that's my goal. I'm not really about the winter though, so they'll have to wait until March. But <laughs> <laughs> and I heard summer, summer and spring in New York are amazing. So you got to roll out your strategy uh, oh, around for that sure. time. But no one's trying to get a boyfriend. Like no one's trying to date in the summer. People, oh, that's, that's when everybody's free. You got to get your winter. Yeah. You got to cuff in the winter. <laughs> um, fall <laughs> seems like the optimal time. You know, it's like you catch somebody in the fall. You have them all winter by spring and summer. You can see if you still like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna work. That's funny. I think for me, what I'm going to do is, I think if you've heard my initial responses, I have to just chill out. My 24th birthday is coming up next month. Wow. Getting my old. My practices are not sustainable. I'm, I'm really lazy about this stuff, so I have to be more intentional about not necessarily putting a quote on. I want to go on this many dates, but I think I have to be more intentional <laughs> Watch about... Watch out, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I need to be more intentional just about putting myself in environments where you can meet people, so... Maybe saying yes to more of those happy hours, saying yeah. yes to more of those house parties, like just trying to find ways to, to say yes and not to always try to find ways to focus on work or this or that at the expense of the personal stuff. Because work is going to be there forever and mm-hmm. it's really at the end of the day when you're building those memories at night or on the weekends, that's what's going to matter and the people that you create those memories with are going to be so much more important than you staying at work or you focusing on this long-term goal you have, I think you can do it both. You can do both those things, the professional and the personal. And so I definitely want to do more of that. Yeah, no, that makes going sense. Forward. It's tough. And then you know? advice. <laughs> yeah. And then advice do you have for others? Um, I know you're not, I know we're not experts, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think my advice would be like, we both said, like you got to put yourself out there. And like, as much as I say that I definitely don't do that all the time. 
So it's like being really open to trying to just meet new people and do new things. And like you said, like going to those happy hours and it's probably like 60% of the time, the happy hour is probably going to be whack, but you had to still <laughs> go, you know, because if you yeah. didn't go, you would have never known. So I think it's just putting in a real effort and like, like you said, like taking, looking at your personal life and particularly like romantic relationships through the same lens that you would look at anything in your life. Like the same way that you work out, the same way that like you eat healthy, the same way that like you go to work on time. It's like you have to put in an effort if you expect to have some type of like meaningful outcome. And yeah, and I think you have to put in, yeah, put in the work and realizing it's a marathon, not a sprint mm-hmm. and realizing that. You can't settle in the process. And I think you have to put yourself out there and create experiences and not cut off, like you were saying with your pool, not sort of isolating or narrowing down your pool so much that you're getting a specific type of person. But yeah. I think it's more of the long-term game. And being comfortable with that date was terrible or that was horrible or that was oh, so yeah, awkward. You're gonna, like, rolling with the is, punches. <laughs> I mean, it's so cheesy, but like you're going to have to go through some bad people. Like You're going to go through bad people before you meet the right person. So it's like you can't get discouraged because it's going to be rough if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the Riley Rand episode six where we're talking about tough love, how we navigate this dating world with all the apps while still factoring in the internal, the inward, the outward and looking forward. So I hope that for all those tuning in that you got something from this episode, I think one of our biggest takeaways is to get out of our head and get more into trying new things, being open to meeting people, maybe stepping away from the rom-com scenarios (laughs) and and making them more real life. But I still think this is stuff that's beneficial to people, and I I don't think we talk about it enough. And so really happy to have Chelsea Taylor on our sixth episode. Thank you. You definitely will be on more. And for those listening, (laughs) please feel free to contact me and share how you go about dating, what approaches you take. Are we thinking too much about this? Is it much easier cut and dry than we're making it out to be? I would love to hear your thoughts. As always, remember that if it's Sunday, it's time to rant. If it's Sunday, it's the Riley rant.